The clock has started. And welcome to That Pixel Life. This is episode 245, recording May 29, 2023. Uh, my name is Zach Anderson. This trailer trash to discuss, sadly. But we have announcements. The first big conference of uh, the season has hit us. Uh, we've got a fun list to pick apart that uh, we've already been discussing before the show even started. And... You know, we'll figure out the rest as we go along, like we always do. Uh, to join me, I have Justin, let me shove this burger in my face, Carter. It's your boy. Yeah, uh, with uh, with Memorial Day being today, I did have a burger for lunch. I had a burger for dinner. I had lots of macaroni salad. I had potato salad. Mm. Um mm. I had quite the uh, collection of food today, so I am thoroughly stuffed. Now, are you a hot potato salad person or a cold potato salad person? Um, I always think I always think it tastes better cold, like not like ice mm-hmm. cold, but you know, at least chilled, like a nice chilled potato salad. Yeah. Uh, most of the time, Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, most of the time, you know, I I end up tasting it warm, like you know, when it's first ready, and then it has to go mm-hmm. in the fridge to chill. Uh, but I usually think it's one of those things where it's kind of like macaroni salad. I think, like, you know, the the first day it's, like, good, but then it's that second day once it's been in the fridge overnight that it's, like, really good. All right. Sounds good. Um, I, I, I usually am only cold, but my friend does make a hot potato salad that's killer. So... With uh, with coleslaw, what? How do you like that? I like it plain. I don't want any raisins or any of that shit in it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not a big uh, coleslaw person, but I do like it plain. I also don't like when it's really liquidy either. Mm-hmm. Like when it's like super soupy and stuff at the bottom, especially like when you're going to like put it on a burger or something like that. It's like, dude, I don't want my shit all soaked when it's been on there for ten fucking minutes. Yeah, I, li- I like a coleslaw that's more vinegar than mayonnaise. Ooh, you know, like okay. the it's like a, a vinegar-based coleslaw. Then yeah, I'm all in on that. But yeah. not many people do that. Yeah, especially for like potato salad. I enjoy a good like I love mustard, so I love a good Mm-mm. mustard potato salad. Um, like the country potato salad with like the red potatoes and whatever. Like that's all right, but I like mustard potato salad the most. For sure, for sure. Um, but as far as all of everything you consumed, um, what was what was the top for you? I mean, the top. So the top was has to be Megan's macaroni salad. I love it. Mm. It's so good, and she makes like a a whole bunch of it. And it's one of those where it's the perfect side, but then also it's the perfect just like snack. Like yeah, I'm gonna just go get a couple scoops of macaroni salad, throw it in the bowl. Uh, you know, and it's ready to go. It doesn't require any heating up or anything like that. It's just a quick, 
quick little bite, especially when uh we have like some of the like bushes beans or whatever too. When you got the beans uh, yeah. with it, beans and the macaroni. Oh man, with some like ruffles, perfection. So as you've probably figured out by now, our boy Shane isn't isn't here this week. Uh, his son is going through some health things over the tired. He hadn't slept much, and as funny as a delirious Shannon Moore is, I didn't want to push the issue and and force him to join us today. So uh, we are going to sally forth without him. Uh, we hope everything recovers smooth and easy. Um, but yes, so we are moving on. Uh, this week, though, we got that first big, you know, developer showcase hitting, dropping, and, uh, you know, it's going to be a couple weeks before the next one. And so PlayStation had the uh, stage all to themselves and they, you know, walked Jim Ryan out there and he was like, hey guys, we got press play and trailer started um you know we we they had a lot of stuff they showed a lot of stuff but what what jumped out to you Justin? well dude there was so much a on twitter afterwards there were so many people that were like oh dude besides you know spider-man and metal gear solid like dude they mm-hmm. it was mid like they showed nothing and i'm like dude did we watch the same showcase because there was a ton of shit, like that they showed. Well, there was a ton, but there was very little that was Sony exclusive. Like my favorite tweet after their thing was done was Xbox showing all the games that showed at their showcase, going and look what's coming. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> that is true, uh, dude. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I mean, I've been excited for Alan Wake too. But man, did that mm-hmm. trailer for Alan Wake Two like made it like jump right up the list, man? It looks. At first, I thought it was Silent Hill Two. I thought it was the Silent Hill Two yeah. remake, and then when I saw Alan Wake, I'm like, oh man, man, this is gonna be so good. And it, okay, let's talk about that for a sec, because Alan Alan Wake got the the date of October 17th, so it's a couple weeks before Halloween, which is perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you appear to play as a character to the story who's an fbi agent and she's trying to figure out it looks by the trailer like she's trying to figure out where alan wake is like you know like she's not in his written universe she is outside of it trying to figure like she's coming to uh the forest to try to find him but as the trailer continues it's like or is he writing you and you're there you know, is he telling her story? And and so I'm very, very hyped to see how that plays out. Um, the enemy interaction they showed looks way more intense than the first game. Yeah. Um, it reminded me, watching the trailer, it made me think of, like, it was like a mashup between The Evil Within and the movie Secret uh-huh. Window with Johnny Depp. Is kind of yeah, the vibes bit. I okay. got. Yeah. But no, I'm I'm pretty hyped for that. I think that's going to be pretty cool. Um, and you know, it's it's just it's been long enough. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Uh, yeah. What what else jumped out of you there? 
Because, uh, like you said, there was a ton of stuff, and we're probably not going to go through it all here, but... Yeah, in terms of new stuff that they showed that no one knew was coming, I'm excited. We didn't really get to see much of, like, a gameplay trailer for it, but the new game from mm-hmm. the Night in the Woods team, Revenant Hill, I just, I yeah. love that art. It has the same Night in the Woods art style. Like, I'm like, yeah, give me more of, like, that world. Like, I totally want more of that. And we also got... Um, it was some, like, I'm trying to remember what it was called. It was, like, something Phantom Zero, Katana. That, that game looked rad. It was no. just Phantom Blade Zero. Yeah, Phantom, Phantom Blade, Blade Zero. Zero. There go. Yeah, that which looks really to be, cool. Which seemed to be way more of, like, a, a Dark Souls-type game. But maybe a little... It, it looked like the Dark Souls-type boss battles. But the other gameplay they showed looked way more of a... A like explore the world, yeah, kind a little of like more a RPG-ish. Ghost of Tsushima, kind of like Sekiro yeah. looking. Um, but no, I was super excited for that, and then I was also excited for uh, the I can't remember the one that's Sword of the Sea, or whatever from. Yeah, the, that looked interesting as well. Yeah, getting that what was it that it's the Abzu. It's the Abzu developer and Pathless, and it looks like it. Like, it's definitely that same art style. Yeah. Um, But that was the one that had, like, it almost looked like a skateboard or snowboard type game, right? Yeah, where you're kind of, like, cruising around in the, like, desert and stuff and Mm -hmm. looking around. But the art style, you know, it looks, kind of gave me, like, big journey vibes and stuff. Right. I... Definitely excited. As far as as far as games that look like prior games from their developers, uh, Neva from the Gris team. Mm-hmm. That was, I mean, that trailer was a, a beautiful, like a beautiful art style. But I also it left a bad taste in my mouth because it was so manipulative. Of like, oh, look at this majestic wolf deer thing, and it's like, oh, and it's dead from all these little like shadow demon things and it's like really come on like you're trying to make me feel like the feels in this trailer that i know nothing about like what are we doing here guys come on and you know that's probably like literally the opening couple minutes of the game or something right but but yeah it was just one of those like come on (laughs) and then Uh, the elephant in the room for me was the (laughs) sony's uh splatoon where it's basically Final Fantasy uh, foam that was fucking so funny. That was so funny. It was just like it's Splatoon. It's just Splatoon. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, they're like, imagine Splatoon, but it's foam, and you can walk on top of it. And we have like Final Fantasy characters instead of Squid Kids. And it was just. And then when they showed the gameplay, it was even worse. Like, <laughs> was, you know, the cinematic. <laughs> The cinematic trailer was just like, wow, this is just... So you just made Splatoon, huh? And then they showed gameplay, and I'm like, oh, you literally just made Splatoon. Dude, people like, that's on all this game is. Twitter had side-by-sides of the different moves in Splatoon, and then what they're uh, doing, it was Splatoon. so good. I was just like, man, they, like, did not give a fuck. They're just like, yeah, we're doing Splatoon. Uh, that's just what we're doing. Then we got more Plucky Squire, too, which I... Yeah. Stoked for Plucky Squire. I was already sold on it, and then the new trailer showing more of the gameplay mm-hmm. uh, makes me hope that you know it's 
I don't need it to be like an insanely like long game or stuff, but it makes me hope that, you know, it's like maybe like a good six to eight hour, like, you know, maybe experience versus like a three hour or four, like, you know, something small. So I'm hoping that there's a good amount of substance to the game. Um, you know what? One kind of jumped out to me, uh, not fair game, which looked dumb as hell, but that's the Haven Jade Raymond one of like, you got two different teams doing heists, you know, like whatever. Uh, Helldiver 2 looked shockingly kind of awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm on board for this. It's like a third person shooter. I'm curious to see if it's going to be multiplayer only or not, but it was hard to tell from the trailer if it was single player, like squad to do stuff. But that game looked cool. It it, it just and it wasn't on my like at all. But now I'm now I'm going to be paying attention to it for yeah. sure. It was like horde mode the game, <laughs> and it looks cool. Right, right, which is kind of rad. Like I'm okay. Microsoft is letting gears kind of twist in the wind. Like sure, step up and take that. So. Um, I mean, Ghost Runner 2 was announced, which is cool. Like, Ghost Runner was one of those total under-the-radar games, but was fun as hell and and cool when you played it. I mean, it also was just one of those, like, you attack to the beat type games. Uh, and it was super stylized and, like, edgy, but it was also very, very thin as far as a game goes. So I'm hoping it's it's a uh, proof. They they had their proof of concept game, and I'm hoping this is the expansion. But I don't really know anything else to say about that. It's like I don't know anything else to say about Cat's Quest, Pirates of the Caribbean. It's like whatever. Like sure, good name. I'm sure. I'm sure a uh, great name, great name, and I'm sure Jordan is excited about that. But dude, I'll tell you who was excited, Robbie, when they announced Metal Gear Solid. Uh, at yeah, I mean, three was probably of the ones I played my favorite. So sure, but I don't know. And like, what I thought was funny was, and they're like, "We're doing that," you know, remake of Metal Gear Solid Three. Also, the Metal Gear Solid Master Collection, first three games, and it's like, so yeah, you're releasing the remake, but you're also releasing like the HD glow-up the PS3 got of it at the same time. Like, what? Okay, I guess. That didn't make a lot of sense to me. But also, did they confirm that, uh... What was it? The team that made the Demon Souls remake is doing this? Uh... Is that... The blue whatever, right? Isn't yeah. Blue point? I thought... I thought... Yeah, blue point. Yeah, I thought... I thought I saw the blue point was doing that, which... Again, interesting if that's true, because they do good work. Also interesting because Konami isn't doing it then. Konami probably doesn't want to touch it after the last Metal Gear game they did fucking flopped. Well, and and I think it speaks to Konami being totally okay just lending their stuff out at this point. Yeah, they're like, we're not doing anything with it. But can you make us money with it? Okay, go ahead. I I really feel like that's their 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 jam right now. Um, Assassin's Creed Mirage was shown for the first time, and that looks like Assassin's Creed like one. 
Dude, I legitimately Which thought it was Assassin's Creed 1 for me. I thought they were just yeah. redoing... I was like, we've gone full circle to where we're just redoing 1 again. And maybe they are, in a sense. Because like 1, reboot. If, you've never, if you've never played Assassin's Creed 1, it is the ultimate proof of concept game. It was rad for the time. It was super fun. It was paper thin. Did the same three things over and over and over that game and when they released two you know with Ezio and all that it was a fully fleshed out concept at that point and it was and it was amazing the jump they took but I would love to go back to the setting of one with the with the tools they've picked up along the way at this point well so I'm kind of hoping that's what it is because I know story-wise they also kind of I think took a from like the the Apple, like the Adam, like whatever shit. The story got so convoluted and fucked that I think they like at one point just abandoned the oh, we're like in the future going to the past thing to oh, this mm-hmm. is just it and whatever. So maybe doing the soft reboot, they're like, no, no, okay, we're just gonna do the a completely get rid of that and just do a completely different story this time without doing this weird back and forth whatever thing we were trying to do before that didn't work. Well, because remember, for a long, for that first, like, the Ezio trilogy, going in, like, leading up to three, it was really going to, I forget the name of the guy that was in the future that was going back and doing all this. Yeah, the ancestor dude. Yeah, but it was like, it was all leading up to a game that was him in the modern times doing this shit. You know, like, it was all leading up that way, and then 3 comes out, and it's like, it's American And it was just like, well, that, what happened to all that development from the first four games we played? Uh, nothing, I guess? Okay. Oh, that guy's dead now? Sure. Like, it was Desmond or something like that? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, oh, he's... It's like, oh, Desmond's dead? Okay. Great, let's go. Like, I just remember it was just so weird and off-putting. Like, oh, you're doing this stuff, and then you go back into the room. It's like, oh, now walk around and talk to the doctor. I'm like, dude, I don't want to walk around and talk to the doctor. Like, put me back in. <laughs> like, I want to yeah. go back to, to the other world and bump pots off people and break them in the yeah. street. Jack, Jack me back into the Matrix. Yeah. Um, and as far as, I don't know, Dragon Dog- Dragon's Dogma 2 finally announced for real. So... That's, I mean, I never was a big Dragon's Dogma fan, but I know that it made a lot of people happy that it finally was, like, officially announced. The rumors have been swirling forever. Um, hey, you know what, Justin? I'm, I'm going to tell you something right now. I haven't played... Well, I haven't put a lot of time into a Final Fantasy game mm-hmm. since, like, the PlayStation 2. Final Fantasy 16 looks so damn good, dude. Dude, it looks so good. Like it looks like they're like, "Hey, what if what if we did Final Fantasy, but we literally just made it Devil May Cry 5 in Final Fantasy I, world?" Right? Right? <laughs> and every time I see it, I'm just like, "I really want to get my hands on this." Like and then I see it's Final Fantasy and I'm like, "Oh, but I don't really like Final Fantasy." I mean, I'd have to. I mean, it looks so good. Yeah, it's one of I mean, those. It's crazy. No, it's one of those where I I think Megan's gonna end up getting it, 
and it's gonna be one of those where uh you know she plays it and then when she's not playing it is when i'm gonna hop on and play it on the mm-hmm. ps5 because i i love the shit out of devil may cry 5 and that's kind of what i haven't played i mean i don't really play final fantasy and i, I can't yeah. even tell you what the last one i was playing i know she played 15 but i don't think she ever beat it um but this a hundred percent looks like something that's more up my alley than any of the yeah. other ones that have come out. I mean, I keep waiting for them to show me a trailer where I go the like, ah, there's the Final Fantasy bullshit, and I'm out. Like, okay, okay, there it is. <laughs> Every trailer they show just pulls me back in more. Every everything I've seen is just like God damn it, they got me. Man, speaking of watching gameplay of something and being got, mm-hmm. can we talk about Spider Man? Because they came out hard. Like that was a solid ten minutes of not a fucking trailer, like legit gameplay of just black suit Peter Parker yeah, kicking I was ass. Not- I was not prepared for symbiote Peter Parker uh, being pissed off, kicking ass, taking names. Yeah. I mean... There was just, like, six dudes selling weed on Mulberry Street, and then fucking Black Suit Peter came in and just, like, fucking bicycle kicked that dude into the side of the house, like, 17 times. Yeah. <laughs> so or, like, when the symbiote suit like he shoots shoots off both arms and does the group from guardian galaxy where it picks like eight dudes up and just thrashes them around oh my oh my yes okay yeah i'm in you, sure at first when because so the trailer open or whatever the game opens up where it's in the woods inside at first i thought it was wolverine i thought that's what they yeah, were showing because they're in the fourth and too. then you see craven the hunter and what and i was like dude is this fucking wolverine right now and then when the little things came up on the map and they showed both Spider-Man and stuff on there, I was like, okay, no, this is just Spider-Man too. But, and then it just went on, and then you're just over the course of the trailer getting to uh, see Peter like just slowly kind of getting taken over and kind of becoming a dick, where at the end of the trailer he just throws yeah. that dude, and Miles is like, what the fuck are you doing right now? <laughs> you just chucked this dude in the dirt. Well, and, and that was so funny with... Uh with the guy in the chair i forget his name but it's just like is he normally like that and i was like he's never like that i don't have a clue what the hell is happening right now um yeah no, i and and it looked like in like you said it was gameplay so it, they were jumping in between the spider-man which which is rad you know you could be miles you could be peter you go back and forth uh yeah, the whole the lizard looked legitimately terrifying. Oh yeah, as like as like the huge crocodile thing that was chasing him. Uh, yeah, dude. I, September can't get here soon enough. I'm I'm so in. Just give that. Put it in my veins. I am ready. Like, oh my god. Ah, god, that team does so good. The team makes such good stuff. It's it's amazing to me. Um. You know, the last thing we should just talk about, though, with the PlayStation Showcase, the dedicated PS5 streaming device? What? What is that, dude? Like, 
So I saw so much shit on Twitter as soon as that was announced, and people are like, "Hey, remember when you gave the Wii U shit?" <laughs> and mm-hmm. Like this is literally not even the Switch because people were saying, "Oh, dude, it's like the Switch for me." It's like, nah, bro. This is like the Wii U pad of PS Five. This is for the only person I know who I think is gonna get this is my friend Tanner, and he literally said it's because oh, he's like, "This is perfect." Then I can bang out PS Five games when my wife won't let me have the TV. Yeah, and I mean that's obviously what it's for, right? But. I feel like so many things already exist to fill that void. I mean, there's, you can use an iPad or an iPhone to do that. You can, I I mean, you can jump through some hoops, but I've done it on my Steam Deck. It's like there's already, there's already solutions for this problem, in a sense. And sure, it's going to be the PS, it's going to be the official Sony version. So it's it should be the easiest way to do it. You know, the dual, it's got all the dual sense stuff in the controllers. But I just don't see why. Why? So you're telling me you don't want an iPad Pro with a PS5 controller cut in half and glued onto either side of it? <laughs> right. It, it, and that's the thing also. And they, you know, they say and they showed they showed what it looks like and it's spinning around and then they also have on the in small print mock-up might not be the final product you know underneath it um it you know what it reminded me of do you remember the gamecube uh fantasy star online controller that had the full keyboard in the middle of it yeah 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 yeah. where it's like this it's like an accordion in your hands it had it reminded me of that and that's not a good thing in 2023 that it reminded me of that. Uh, I don't. The, the earbuds? Sure. The earbuds they showed? Okay. No problem. Like, if they sync right up to your controller and system and, and work for multiplayer games and all that, and they're designed to use their 3D audio, so sure. No problem. The problem is, though, because it's Sony, those earbuds are going to be $300. And this dedicated streaming device with, you know, the game with the DualSense cut in half and shoved on it is going to be like 500 You know it. I you know, know and that's what's funny is I just don't, I don't understand. Like, that just seems like they're just sending that out to die. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't understand. Like, you can't even move VR units, and yet you're coming out with this not necessary thing that doesn't do anything besides just play games on a smaller screen and it 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 has to come out in that 150 range to have a chance it has to but considering a dual sense by itself is like 80 dollars it's not going to yeah it's just not even 200 i feel like even 199 i think would be like the absolute max and I don't even know if they're going to be able to do that. One one ninety nine gets you in the like Christmas and birthday zone. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking is is like if it was bundled with if they did a bundle of it with a PS five, that would be like seven hundred dollars, like six ninety nine yeah. ninety nine, and that makes sense, I guess. It it makes more sure. sense than it being five hundred dollars and be like, oh here's a bundle for nine ninety nine ninety nine. Like that yeah, makes yeah, totally. no sense. Uh we shall see 
when and if it ever comes out, what the price point is. You know, they didn't put a date to it. They didn't even say it was the final mock-up. I'm, I'm curious if they just threw it out there as a, let's see what type of reaction this gets thing. But also the fact that you can't use it except for in the same house that the PS5 is in. Right. Kind of hurts. Kind of hurts. But, uh, yeah, so that was the PS5 one. Xbox is in a few weeks. Um, Xbox was tweeting, like they've got way more uh, uh, exclusives lined up for them. And, and, you know, between you and me, they fucking better. But... <laughs> It was it was not a good showcase for Sony, in my estimation. Outside of Spider-Man, which ruled, Final Fantasy XVI was shown, Street Fighter VI was shown. Both of those come out real soon and kind of didn't need to be there. And I would say, what, 80-85% of the games they showed are multi-platform? I mean, even we didn't talk about it, but Bungie re-announced the Comeback of Marathon, you know, their first-person shooter before when they were a Mac-exclusive company. Um, you know, Marathon is something people my age remember and not much else, which were great. They were great games. They were like the first first-person shooter that let you look up and down in the era of Doom and whatnot. You know, like they had some cool innovations in the space. It looks like it's going to be a multiplayer-only game, kind of like Destiny. Uh, I don't get the sense from reading things that it is going to be like the successor. It's going to be their next big game following up Destiny. But, I mean, it's still like, it's still coming out on everything. Even though PlayStation just bought Bungie. Marathon's coming out on everything. And so... Uh, okay, you know, like, hey, Marathon, it's back, and it's going to be this multiplayer game like Destiny, in a sense. Also, it's everywhere, like Destiny, so it's not really, I mean, they had the reveal of it, but it's not an exclusive. I don't know, man, like, it was just a weird showing from Sony. And it, it you know, the, the thing was they didn't answer the question we've been asking for a while, which is, what what do they have in 2023? Because nothing was really shown. Like, I, I honestly don't know what Sony has in 2023. Yeah, like you said, there's a couple things, like, coming up. Like, you know, like Spider-Man and whatever. But mm -hmm. in terms of, like, something that's, like, a big, like, holiday thing. Or yeah. early 2024 or whatever. Like, I, meant, I meant 2024, yeah, not yeah. 2023. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah, we don't really know. Like, I think they might just be keeping stuff a little close to the chest. Like, I think, after, honestly, after COVID and whatever with all the delays, mm -hmm. I think they're almost afraid to come out and show a lot of stuff in case it does get pushed back or whatever. So they're yeah. kind of wanting to wait until they know for sure, like, oh, this is going to actually come out in 2023 mm -hmm. or 2024 before even getting it out there so that they don't get hounded online saying, hey, where is this? Is this getting delayed? Hey, where is this? Yeah. Which, you know, makes sense. But at the same time, it it's it's worrying. That's all. Like, you know, when they first dropped the 
the announcement for Wolverine, it said 2024. That was two years ago. I don't think it's coming in 2024. Yeah, we haven't even gotten like a teaser for it or anything. We've seen fuck all of that game. You know what I mean? And I don't... Where is the Last of Us multiplayer game? Where is it? They've said it a few times. We've seen zero about it. And that was talked about two years ago at this point. Or, I don't know, Wolf Among Us 2. Or any of these things that got announced forever ago that just kind of got swept under the rug. Yeah, so it's, it's curious. I'm... They they've cracked a door open for Microsoft here. Not that, you know. I mean, PlayStation Five is killing Xbox right now as far as console sales and everything. But again, Microsoft has said many times that that isn't the race they're running anymore. Its services is what they're kind of pivoting to. But services only go so far as the product that's on them, and Microsoft needs titles. You know what I mean? They need first-party titles. They can't stop. They can't start just paying for titles. That's not a sustainable model. So it'll be interesting to see if they take advantage of that of that cracked open door. Well, it's okay because yeah, in a few weeks I'm gonna get my first teaser trailer for Elder Scrolls Six. So. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> no way. <laughs> All I need is a new, a new desktop wallpaper. Like, just show me something, anything, please. Just, I don't care. I bet you, I bet you, Elder Scrolls Six at the earliest, at the earliest is a twenty twenty eight release. Dude, I just want them. I, I don't even need them to put a date on it. Just acknowledge yeah. that it's being worked on still. Like we've heard, they've said nothing about it like at all and i'm just like just confirm that it's at least still being developed and that it may come out on this current like gen of consoles yeah it is uh well it's gonna be all all things starfield right now Uh, you know all systems go on starfield so yeah they do need that to succeed (laughs) Talk, talk about a game that better fucking hit dude can you imagine if Starfield gets redfalled? Like, oh, oh, I mean, Microsoft just might as well close it up at that point. You know, like <laughs> you you've lost all consumer faith at that point. As soon as that happens, that's when the rumors spread. That's like, oh, Sony's gonna buy Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, instead of the. Uh, Xbox division acquiring Nintendo rumors forever. It'll be like Nintendo's looking to acquire the Xbox division. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Uh, speaking of things getting redfalled, I was sure, certain, it was locked up that Redfall was going to be the worst reviewed game of the year. It was all but certain, Justin. It was just it was done. It was stamped, signed, sealed, delivered. Nothing was going to be that bad. And then a little game called Gollum got released. And, oh, man, I have not seen reviews like that. I literally can't remember if I've ever seen reviews that bad. Ever. I mean, you? Can you remember? Universally bad. Like, I know when, what was it, Babylon's Fall or whatever came out, it also got terrible, but it did not, 
get as shit on. Like, Gollum came out to just shit reviews, and by the time I even realized, the only reason I even knew it was out was the memes on Twitter and, like, the the stills of them just making fun of how visually bad it looked. And they're like, why does he look, like, chronically wet with, like, this weird yeah. putty skin? And everything I've seen about that game just, it looks horrible. It looks like a fan-made game in, like, Unity Engine is, like, what it looks like. Well, and you see the side-by-sides people put up with, you know, what they put in the trailer announcement versus what it looks like in the game. And it, it seriously looks like my, you know, a piece of artwork versus what my, you know, six-year-old daughter drew as her interpretation of that piece of artwork. Like, it is so atrocious, the product they put out. It was killing me, too, because people, someone online was like, hey, look. Like, Golem, and then in small, like, parentheses, it's, like, emote DLC pack has 4.7 stars out of 5, because that had a good review score, so it's like, hey, Golem, DLC PS5 that has (laughs) 4.7. No, I I can't remember, like, Anthem reviewed better than this. And that's saying something. In the Anthem reviews, it was like, man, they're missing so much in this game. This game is really broken. But, like, dude, the parts at work are awesome. Like, it's it, that's the thing that pisses me off about this game is, like, there's a game here. It's just not what they didn't finish it. It sucks. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, the Gollum reviews straight up were like, do not play this game. This is the worst game I've played. It's not, it's barely a game. It's god-awful. Like, if you get it for free, it's too expensive. Don't play this. And I'm astounded. I'll be honest, I'm morbidly curious. I kind of want to play it. I hope it comes to a service soon that I can just, like, fire it up and see what is so bad about it. But... Dude, give it a couple months and it'll be one of the free Epic Store <laughs> downloads. Yeah. And I kind of hope it is, because I'm dying to see, like, how is it that bad? It just doesn't look fun. Like, from the gameplay I've seen, it's a lot of, I don't know, dialogue, tree, whatever, and then just, like, the worst. It's, like, terrible, like, Prince of Persia, Sands of Time level 3D platforming, but, like, worse. Like, that's how far back... Like, it's progressed to, like, a game from, like, 2003, like, has better and more solid mechanics than this game. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's... Whew. It's, it's rough, dude. Like, it's it's tough out in these streets, Justin. Um, man. What a bad... What a bad game. Uh, apparently. Apparently. I have not played it, but I kind of want to. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, you know, we don't really have trailer trash and I, and to be honest, I'd feel bad doing trailer trash without Shannon. So we're going to do something else instead of trailer trash, the gamer.com, which is not a site I'm super familiar with, to be fair. They released a list that I sent Justin's way, uh, just because I knew it would drive him insane. So... 
driving driving Justin insane is is one of my favorite things. So I sent him this page just to see the smoke come out of his ears. And their their page was the best indie games of all time. And you know, being an indie game developer himself, I figured he would have opinions. Uh, and the first thing, the first tip off to the rip off on this is there's 17 games. It's like you couldn't go down to 15 or you couldn't go up to 20. 17 just seems like a really weird number. Um, the second thing, the second problem I have is out of the 17, and these are numbered. This is in an order. Out of the 17, Hades is 14 and Hollow Knight is 12. So right there, I was like, oh, Justin's going to love this. This is going to be so good. Uh, so, so Justin, as after you perused this list, what were your thoughts? So my initial thoughts are none. So I feel like the 17 games that are on there, they're yeah. all solid games. Like there's not one. Yeah, that, to be fair, there's, no, there's nothing on there that doesn't belong. There. Yeah, there's no clunkers. Like you couldn't make an argument for but as you brought up, I what's more surprising to me than just the order that these are in is also some of the heavy hitters that I feel like should be on there. Mm-hmm. Um, like you brought up uh, the fact. Oh, real quick, real quick, let's go down the list. Yeah, well, let's go down. The list. So, so seventeen, we've got Amnesia: The Dark Descent. Mm-hmm. Sixteen is Night in the Woods. Fifteen is Cave Story. Fourteen is Hades. 13, Stardew Valley, 12, Hollow Knight, 11, Enter the Gungeon, 10, Limbo, 9 is Hotline Miami, 8 is Crypt of the Necrodancer, 7 is Undertale, 6, Darkest Dungeon, uh, 5 is Spelunky, 4 is Braid, 3 is Cuphead, 2 is Inside, and 1 is Minecraft. And we were talking before the show, I feel Minecraft should be excluded. Sure, it is the all-time indie game success story. I get it. But also, like, of course, Minecraft is number one. Can we have the discussion without Minecraft? Because I feel like that discussion is way more interesting. Yeah, and as I said before, too, I think if this was, instead of the best indie games of all time, if it was the most Mm -hmm. influential indie games of all time, 100% I could see Minecraft being one of the top like top three easy even number one makes perfect sense but in terms of just best indie games of all time i i can't do it and then you know the fact that it was a quiet it's it's not an indie game it's owned by microsoft at this point now it's gone so far and above beyond its initial humble beginnings that it's in a league of its own at this point yeah totally agree so I'm sorry, what were you going to say before? Um, I was just going to say, besides the order that these are in, the fact that it's missing some heavy hitters on it, I found, so like you mentioned, of course, I mentioned the fact that Super Meat Boy isn't on here, which yeah, I found surprising. 100%. That is like one of the pinnacle modern day platformers, especially even Celeste, which is like the yeah. newer of modern day platformers, isn't on here. And then you mentioned Binding of Isaac, which, 100%, it is still on Steam. Like, it has been since it came out. One of the, if not best, top-reviewed, like, most purchased indie games 
of like all time. It is not left top ten. Like it fluctuates, mm-hmm. but it's still on there. Has a huge mod community. Has had multiple DLCs and expansions and stuff. Even has a physical card game. And the fact that it's not on here is weird. And it's like I would replace uh, Cave Story with Binding yeah. of Isaac. Or like Cave Story again. If this was one of the most influential, I could see it being on there because Cave Story, you know, was like one of the like big kind of breakout indie games and stuff. But even among this list, if I was to like take what already exists on this list, like yeah, Cave Story would probably be right towards the bottom. Like it, it's all right for what it is, yeah. but games have come a long way since Cave Story. Like it was a good jumping off point, but it is not the pinnacle of indie gaming now. Well, and also I have an issue with Limbo and Inside both Agreed. being on this list. Like, yeah. Limbo's fantastic. Limbo's the thing that got everyone on board. Inside is the perfection of Limbo. Yeah. And it's it's way better in every aspect. And it's the thing that got everyone excited about the studio and, every, you know, Play Dead. And granted... Playdead's gone through a lot of changes since Inside, but now it's like, oh, those guys were Playdead devs? Yeah, I want to see what they're doing. I'm in. And that's just because of Inside. It's not because of Limbo. It's because of Inside. So I actually would cut Limbo, and honestly, I'd probably replace Limbo with, like, Inscription. Like, Inscription was amazing. It did... I mean, sure, there may be a little recency bias there, but Inscription did so much out-of-the-box stuff. Like, it did so many unique things, and I'm excited to see the influence that game has going forward on people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely, like, that, or even, like, I would I would personally also put Loop Hero on yeah. here somewhere. I love Loop Hero. Uh, if even... we're talking pers- personal choices, I would put Oberdin on, on a best indie game of all time oh, list. Yeah. Also, uh, the fact that, like, I guess maybe it would be under info. I don't know, but the fact that like papers, please, uh, oh, yeah. is a big one where you know people. I just when I was looking up uh, Binding of Isaac spot on Steam, like papers, please, is like making a resurgence and stuff, and it's like one of the top selling or top best reviewed whatever right now. I think because a lot of uh, like YouTube people or whatever went back and were streaming mm. it, and now like the sales of that game have like upticked. And, you know, as far as what's on this list, the ones I absolutely agree with, and also the placement, there's really one, and it's Braid at four. 100%. Like, like... Braid, Braid was that game. Like, it broke people when it came out. Like, it, it just broke minds when that game came out. Um, but as, if we're talking Apple or, or Apple, uh, Xbox Arcade stuff, where's Castle Crashers? Castle Crashers was the game everyone played. Everyone played Castle Crashers. It was nuts. And that team never could make a game that followed it. I still don't understand why we don't have Castle Crashers, too. That was, especially with the resurgence of, like, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games and, like, those couch co-op type things. But, yeah. I, I still maintain Braid is probably... I don't know if I'd put Cuphead above it, though. Cuphead is such a unique style and everything, but it's so hard 
that I don't know if I'd put it above Braid, necessarily. Yeah, I do love Cuphead, uh, but no, Braid is definitely, like, a top three game for me. It's actually Mm. one of the games I wanted on my tattoo sleeve. I just didn't know what to get um, from it. I didn't really want uh, Tom or whatever. Like, I didn't want the main character. I, like, usually like to have the items and stuff, and... I wanted to get maybe, like, a puzzle piece, but then I was afraid it'd be, like, mistaken for, like, Banjo-Kazooie or something like that, so I just never ended up getting something from it, but... And also, the main character of Braid sucks. Like, yeah. if you... Once you beat the game, you're like, oh, you're you're playing as an asshole. Like, Jesus. Uh, also, like, if this was my list, too, I would 100% have uh, World of Goo would be on here. Yeah. I love World of Goo. Um, but, you know, you're... What we said at the beginning, if you go down the list, like, I could make an argument for every single game on here. Like, Spelunky, of course. You know, Darkest Dungeon, of course. Undertale, huge following. Sure. Yeah. So it's hard to just go and be like, well, I'd replace this and I'd replace that. Because when I start thinking to myself, like, okay, I'd replace Limbo with Inscription, but, like, I wouldn't replace Hotline Miami. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not replacing Spelunky. Uh, you know, Stardew Valley? No, that has to stay. And and then it becomes really like an order thing. And, I mean, I, I don't understand how you put Hades at four. Hades is one of the best games ever made. Like, stop. Full stop. Right there. Like, everyone that has played Hades has walked away from Hades going like, holy shit, this game. Well, yeah, Every single person. It's crazy to me that, A, that both Hades and Stardew Valley are as low as they are. Mm-hmm. Because, A, Stardew Valley still has a huge community. But before Animal Crossing New Horizons came out, like, Stardew Valley was the game. Like, that yeah. was, there was no new Animal Crossing, whatever. That was, like, the Harvest Moon farm life simulator game that had four-player co-op, that people made servers or whatever for, that they all, like, had their little village. So it's crazy to me that those are not top, even top ten, like, games. I honestly think they deserve, like, top five, but it's like, I can't believe it. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have Inside at number two. I wouldn't. I... I could swap Hades and Inside real easy. Yeah. Like, super, I wouldn't even think about it. Like, yep, no problem. I mean, I would swap Stardew Valley and Crypt of the Necrodancer, too. Or Undertale, you know, if you wanted to make it higher. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was an interesting list. I felt like it would piss Justin off, and it was a good time. So Yeah, I will say, compared to the... Uh, the sidekick list that we did before, I felt like yeah. this made a lot more sense. Like, out of the lists we've done that we've looked at, this one at least makes the most sense in my Like, the order may be a little fucky, but it's like the actual content on the list makes sense mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, at, at least, like we said, at least it's a defensible list. Yeah. The order isn't, but at least the games are defensible. Um... Okay, well, that was enough of that. We've had fun. Uh, Shall we shift into a little what we've been playing? Yeah, I'm excited to hear what you've been playing. So, I'll tell you right now, I'm upset. Uh, So I started Case of the Golden Idol. Uh, 
and it's a game I've been told by many people I would enjoy. I'm upset because after playing Case of the Golden Idol, I'm mad that I didn't play it last year because it absolutely <laughs> would have been a top three game for me for game of the year. I I played that game beginning to end in five days, and I have no time, Justin. I, I know. No, time. I know. I've I've been in your house multiple days, and I've seen the life of Zach Anderson, and it is <laughs> chalk filled, sunrise yeah. to sunset. And so, uh, I played it on my Steam Deck. It became the game, uh, just like Justin was talking about Tears of the Kingdom that I would fire up when the kids went to bed and next thing I know it's one in the morning and I'm going like, oh no, oh god, I did, I, I messed up, uh, except I did it again the next night and then I did it again the next night. Um, all, all told, I probably got through the thing in eight to ten hours, something like that, right? Uh, so not crazy, but... It, so you know how I love Return of the Oberdin, right? So the whole thing with that game is like, here's a photo of everyone on deck, and here's, as you walk around the boat, you get scenarios, and it gives you clues to, like, let you know who's who's who in the photo, where they died, when they died, all that type of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But the problem with Oberdin is it's just, like, a content dump to sift through. And Case of the Golden Idol... You know, it uses a different graphics. The graphics are much more like the, you know, LucasArts, Day of the Tentacle, Monkey Island style instead of the, you know, early, mid-80s graphics of Oberdin. So it's a little more stylized, a little more fanciful. But what they do is they break everything up into chapters. So, you know, you're trying to figure out who, like, eight people are. You need to find 20 to 30 clues and then sort through that stuff. And the clues are colorized to be like actions or items or, you know, people, things like that. So it makes you, when you're trying to fill out the script at the end, uh, there's, when you go to the thinking page, there's the exploration pages and then the thinking page. And the thinking page is like, you have a script on the left side that you need to fill in. The middle is usually the people that you have to name. And then the right side will be things relevant to that chapter. You know, it'll be like the order these people died in or, you know, the where the, the locations on the property, things like that. Right. Um, so as you're going through, it's a lot easier to just play one chapter and knock that chapter out. And then characters, as you go through the story, will repeat. So you'll be like, oh, well, I know that guy is this person right from the start and and things like that. So it it moves quicker than an Oberdin. You, you don't get stuck like you do in an Oberdin because you actually can like leave that chapter, go back to another chapter, pull up some clues from there. And you're not pulling like clues into your current chapter, but you can at least be like, OK, that character in this chapter did X, Y and Z. And now I'm playing, you know, five years later, but he, I know now this character did X, Y, and Z, and it's playing out more like this. And so I can take that information and apply it here. You know, it was things like that. And it's a fun story. It gets pretty twisted. 
You know, it starts with basically one of these ancestors acquiring the golden idol, and then that that guy dies, and the family starts fighting over it, over the inheritance, and then it becomes like, who acquired it? What are they doing with it? What happened with that guy? Once that guy dies, you know, and like all the stuff kind of plays out. And every chapter is, there was a murder. There's a whole thing happening around that murder. So it's like, how did that murder happen? Who's playing it out? Where does it? all the characters go from here? And then you do it again with another chunk of the story of like, okay, well, further down the road, now this person died. And so you start, it starts playing out as kind of the body trail of this golden idol as it moves through this family. And and it it wraps up really nice. It wraps up really satisfyingly. Uh, people get what's coming to them in a good way. And uh, it, you get a good twist at the end, which if you're paying attention, you see. But, it's, but to be honest, when, it, when I realized it, I, I, I left and went back going like, when did this happen? Oh. Oh, I got it. Okay, now I can go back and, you know, but when the revelation first came, it like, it appears to just come out of complete left field. Like, you're just like, what the fuck? Like, okay, I guess, sure. Like, that's a huge leap of faith to take, you know, like, okay. But then when you go back, no, it was there the whole time. It wasn't a leap of faith. It was right there. You just didn't see it. So it's a cool trick in that, in that regard. Um, but yeah, man, like it's awesome. It's such it, and you can get it with the DLC on Steam right now for twenty bucks. I'm almost finished with the DLC. If they released a DLC pack once a month for this shit, I would buy it all month. I would buy every single one. Like I'm so in on on this system and what they've created. I I'm a sucker for logic puzzles like this, and and it does it exquisitely. It's so good. But, uh, yeah, that's that's what I've been playing this week, because I'm, holy crap, I'm just all in. Yeah, I still need to play Oberdin. Um, I still haven't, but this mm-hmm. definitely sounds like a more digestible kind of version mm-hmm. of Oberdin. so that definitely has me uh, interested in it. It's one of those things where I would almost recommend playing this first. Yeah. Like, this is like a great intro into that type of gaming, and it's... It's at like the, I mean, there there's some chapters that are pretty challenging, where you're just banging your head after a while, going like, I know this is right. Why are you telling me it's not right? And then you realize like, oh no, that's the wrong verb. I needed a different verb there, and it, you know, that wasn't what I thought happened. But now that I look at it, yep, that is what happened. Um, where Oberdin is like the expert level, like you have to keep so much shit. Like you almost need to keep a journal in Oberdin to like keep everything straight to get it all written down um where this one is much more digest like you said digestible so I think you'd like it though I think you would yeah I am a sucker for puzzle games so maybe I'll have to uh check it out well what have you been playing I understand uh there's a game taking up all your time yeah, um, so I played this new little game. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. 
Oh, that indie game. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's by a little studio called Nintendo. They used to make trading cards. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it's wild, wild how they transitioned. Right. You know. Yeah, they really blew up. Uh, so yes, I've been playing more Tears of the Kingdom. It has been a constant thing. I've been playing every single night. Uh, I'm. I've done almost a hundred shrines. Um, so in Breath of the Wild, there was 120 total shrines. In mm-hmm. this one, there is 152. So I've got about, I want to say like 50, like six or something like that left. Um, so I've been banging them out. I'm up to, I already completed the stamina wheel. I have like 17 hearts. Um, so for batteries, it's funny. I, I thought there was only eight batteries. Like when you look it up, like how many batteries mm. are there? It's like, oh, like you can get up to eight because you have to get a hundred of these little triangles and it like gives you a third of a battery and then you get three of them. It makes one full battery. So I, I'd been grinding, getting the materials to upgrade the batteries and once I got eight, I was like, boom, bang, yeah, cool. I don't have to worry about this anymore. I'm done. But the dude didn't tell me I was done. Like, he was just like, here you go, yeah, come back again. So I was like, shit, like, is there more? And I was yeah. like, I swear to God, there was only eight. So I was like, well, let's go see. So, like, I got a hundred more of the shit that I needed. I went back. Yeah, there's a second layer that goes over your eight batteries. So there's really 16 batteries, and it's just a second layer goes over each of your normal batteries. So I was like, oh, so I really only got half the batteries then. Cool, cool, cool. So I've been working on that. So now I have like 10, maybe 11 of the 16 batteries, and it's just it takes forever farming the uh, materials I need and stuff to sit there and upgrade it. So... Okay, now now talk me through that though because that sounds horrible. So here's the... why 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 is it why why are you still into it? Because like that sounds like something that would make me walk away. So here's here's the big thing though. You don't need to do this. Like you don't need to get all the batteries. Like mm-hmm. honestly, once you get up to maybe like four batteries, like for making really big whatever fucking things that like suck your batteries dry and use a bunch like yeah like your normal flying devices and whatever that don't have a million cannons and shit on it like you'll be fine with like four or five batteries like you don't need 16 batteries uh it's just for me being the collector like whatever having the the mar 3d mario world having to get the red flag for every level type person i am it's just i i i want all the batteries i i don't care about the korok seeds like i do want to get as many as i can but i won't lose sleep at night knowing that i didn't get a thousand korok seeds i didn't even get all the korok seeds in breath of the wild like i'm not that hardcore about it but okay i do like having more battery is just nice because then it's like one less thing i have to worry about uh but it's not necessary because there's times too where while you're flying there's zona charges or whatever that you can use items you can pop to refill your batteries while you're Mm -hmm. doing it so you could have only four and as it's draining before they empty out just pop a couple of those to refill your batteries up to keep it going 
So it's not like an end all be all that you do that. Same thing with like there's, you know, food you can cook and stuff that gives you little gold like heart containers or whatever to temporary health. So it's like, oh, you don't need to get, you know, 37 hearts or whatever, but you can. Um, yeah. So it's just the collector in me. And it's like, I don't have to. And it's like, I'm not actively grinding all the time doing it because the shop where you can buy the material stuff, it restocks every in-day game, like every day in the game, it restocks. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, usually I'll just, oh, let me like do this. I'll clean out the shelves and then I'll go fuck around, do a couple shrines, whatever. And then I'll check the time in game. And I'm like, oh, it's been another day. Let's just pop over there real quick, buy some more. Like, so I'm like, not actively just okay keep doing this keep doing this but it's just like oh, okay i'll do this and then i'll go fuck off do a couple side quests for a while and then circle back <laughs> sure. around yeah um but i've been having a lot of fun with it i actually just did i've done two temples too i did the wind temple and i did the water temple which it's funny because the wind temple is the first one that i did and the water temple i thought was hella easy compared to the wind temple like the boss fight the puzzles mm -hmm. i was like damn dude like i thought the wind temple like wasn't bad but it's just in comparison i'm like damn especially doing the wind temple first made doing the water temple even easier because you have to fly around to like these different islands kind of in the sky and having the yeah. partner from the wind temple it's this bird that helps gust you across the air so that helps you get across large distances a lot easier and since that's kind of what you're doing at the water temple is you're kind of going from island to island and doing these like water puzzles, it made getting around a lot quicker and easier. And I didn't have to worry about like getting as much height and stuff since the wind would just help propel me really quickly across. Now, are you, are you finding that like those mechanics are what's making the game more enjoyable like as opposed to like that's the thing i keep hearing is like it's a way more enjoyable experience than breath of the wild and you think it's just those type of mechanics to like make the ease of use better yeah i think the mechanics themselves like make the game like that's part of the fun is like fucking around and experimenting with materials and like fusing weapons and that's what i like about because like in the first one in breath of the wild like, yeah, there's certain ways you could, like, solve shrines or whatever. It's like, oh, if you mm -hmm. plant this bomb and then do this and freeze this. And it's like, but most people wouldn't do, like, it's not encouraging you to do that. It's just the speedrunner, like, whatever people are like, oh, you can, like, if you do this and you bomb yourself, it flops your body up here. and you But, like, no one would really sit there and, like, think to do that. Whereas in this yeah. one, it's like, everything's designed around you doing that. Like, they actively want you to kind of think outside the box and experiment with the mechanics and do like the weird stuff like that. Like they leave it open to almost your interpretation of your imagination is the only limitation to you solving this, uh, mm. which is what yeah. I really enjoy. Like there's times where I'm like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And I just build an infinitely long, like, there's been puzzles where, yeah, it's like, oh, I see what they want me to do, but I'm just going to fuse 10 of these platforms together and make this infinitely long bridge and just cross it. And that'll do like, that'll get me across to solve it. And I don't have to fuck with this puzzle. Um, yeah. Yeah. But so I, I like, I like that, that like out of the box thinking 
puzzle solving type stuff. Yeah, and there's like this. So there's also this weapon, gloom weapons or whatever, which you can usually find them in the depths, and they're powerful, but they have a negative side effect to like, oh, it like basically almost drains your health as you're using it, and it's like, oh, it's basically <clears throat> killing you to use it, but it's super strong, and people like when they found them were like, oh, like dude, this this weapon kind of sucks like why would i want to use this and then people are like well did you try fusing it to another weapon but not as the weapon you're holding so it doesn't kill you and people are like oh Uh shit so then they fuse it to the end of another weapon and it's like now you can use it without the negative side effects of it killing you because you're not technically holding it so you get all the good benefits of it and none of the negative benefits of it interesting yeah so there's cool little synergies like that where it's like oh dude i like would have never thought to do that or whatever but Mm -hmm. that works or you know just tons of like different uh like things doing different like the little jellies like there's these little slime jelly monsters and it's like oh when you kill them you get the little jelly material and it's like oh but did you know if that jelly material, if you shoot like a fire arrow at it, it turns it into the fire jelly material. Or if you use ice on it, it turns it into ice jelly material. So normally like you can find ice jellies or fire jellies like in the like Death Mountain or this in the snow area. But it's like if you need that material right now and you have a bunch of these normal, you can just hit it with another element and it'll take on that element. And then you can get that material right now. And so there's just a lot of cool little um things like that and like oh moblin bases there's like a big spike ball and they're like haha like it opens and they're like it's gonna roll down and hit you and it's like well i can just use the grab hand grab it and stop it and then pick it up and i'm like smashing them with it and like banging them with the hand with the weapon and picking it up and then waiting for them to clump up and then just dropping it on them and then hitting them with it and then when i'm done doing that i just switch to the fuse weapon option and then fuse it to my stick and then i have like a giant mace and then i'm just swinging it at them and stuff so there's just a lot of cool like you know little synergies that all kind of add up together that i really like and this is stuff that isn't you know it's not like spelled out like oh do this and then do this it's just stuff you're discovering yeah it like yeah they don't tell you basically the intro beginning to the game where you get each of the powers they like force you to use it but then once you get down to Hyrule, like, no one tells you what to do. And it's just you kind of experimenting with this stuff. And, like, usually you can, like, talk to um, people mm-hmm. and stuff. And sometimes, like, people, like, hint at, like, oh, like, if you cook these, like, types of foods together, like, something cool might happen. Or, hey, have you tried okay. doing this? But um, <laughs> one of my other favorite things is, like, there's these sign guys uh where the hudson construction sign dude where there's this guy who's holding the sign and the whole thing is like when you first run into him you're kind of like i don't know what to do like because you talk to him Mm -hmm. and then he's trying to hold the sign up but it won't stay up and you tell you basically tell him to just let it go and it like falls over and you're like okay like that's weird whatever and about the third time I ran into him, I realized, oh, you need to actually, like, grab something in the world and prop it up against the sign to prevent it from falling, and then he gives you a bunch of shit. Uh, mm. And I didn't realize that. I was marking them on the map, but I was like, I didn't realize that's what you were supposed to do. And the third one, 
it finally clicked to me and I was like, wait, okay, what if I did this? And then that worked. And I was like, dude, I'm such a dumbass. And I had to go back to the other two and help them. And it was funny because I was talking to Matt on discord and he was talking about it. And I was like, yeah, did you prop his sign up? And Matt's like, dude, is that what you're supposed to do? He's like, I thought it was just a bit that like, oh, like it's about letting go or whatever. Cause he's like all into his job or whatever. It's like a metaphor for, I'm like, no, you literally have to help him. And then he gives you items. And he's like, dude, I've run into like 20 of these guys and I haven't helped a single one of them. So now he had to go back around and help them all. That's um, hilarious. But some of them are like weird. Like the signs, it's not all just the same sign. Like some have like multiple or they're like a weird mm-hmm. shape. And so it changes. Like it's not the same solution each time. Like the one sign was all crazy and super heavy and i literally had to almost build a fucking house around this guy to just keep the sign from falling because it's like oh i put it in front but then it'd tilt to the right and fall over and i'm like god damn it and then i (laughs) put like a wall to the right and do this and then it falls over to the left and i'm like dude so i like built walls like all around this and like fused everything together and literally this guy was like in a cocoon of like wood and shit i'm like dude this thing is not falling over anywhere like this thing is secured down uh, that's funny so yeah there's been lots of and i love the outfits there's lots of new little outfits and stuff for you to collect that weren't in mm-hmm. tears of the kingdom and when you are in breath of the wild and like when you level them up to at least level two uh, mm-hmm. they get like a new a new bonus happens but it doesn't tell you until you have them all equipped so there's this one that's for flying and it's like, oh, you know, if you have it equipped, it helps you navigate, like, as you're falling through the air. It's like you're paragliding and stuff. You have more control. But if you get okay. all the pieces of armor up to level two and equip them all at the same time, it prevents all fall damage, no matter what. You can just fall from the fucking sky and just immediately land on your feet. Whereas before, if you did that and didn't have that equipped, you'd just fucking die. Like, <laughs> you would just hit the ground and go splat. And so it makes traversing the world so much easier just being able to just fall and not worry about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it's a double-edged sword because there's numerous times where I was like, oh, shit, I'm in a cold area, and I had to switch to my cold outfit, and I didn't realize that I didn't have all three pieces of my suit on. And so I'm falling, and then I hit the ground, and, like, two-thirds of my life, like, disappear. I'm like, oh, fuck. I forgot that I didn't have that equipped. Off a cliff and just fucking die. Yeah, I was so used to having it all equipped and then forgetting that I switched out for a different outfit and never switched back, and then I fell, like, to my death. Oh, that's funny. That Um, is really funny. But, no, I'm having a blast with it, and it's one of those, like, I'm just taking my time. Like, I I like doing, like, the little shrine, just exploring and doing whatever. I do want to bang out more of the actual, like, story missions and stuff but i'm kind of just like going as i go like i got the master sword and the hylian shield and stuff so um it's been cool like you get the little part so you like could beat the game at this point i actually so i don't know if you have to do i am assuming you have to do oh well i actually don't know i would assume that you would have to do all four of the uh the temples first mm-hmm. but it might be like breath of the wild where you probably could just go to ganon right now and not yeah, yeah, yeah. do the other temples but i definitely would want to do the other temples first because having the partners is actually handy you can have 
multiple out at the same time like there's four all together one for each temple that you end up getting Mm -hmm. and you can have them all out at once and they each have an ability and it's super helpful like flying or like the goron dude like i think collects like minerals and stuff from the rocks for you and they also Mm -hmm. help fight like they'll attack stuff but more so than fighting the thing i've found most useful that they do is they grab the attention of enemies and that's been my big thing with like big hordes of stuff when like one-on-one it's easy but when there's like seven things trying to fight you at once and you start to get surrounded having them take the heat off you so you can focus on just picking stuff off one or two at a time and you're not just getting pelted by seven things at once makes all the difference that they like will draw attention away from you so i really enjoy that that's cool that's cool man so uh you gonna you gonna stop playing when Diablo Four comes out? Because because Diablo Four comes out soon. So I like look. I I don't think I'll stop playing. I mean, look, look. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I'll stop playing, but I will definitely take a break for Diablo because I know Megan mm. really wants to play Diablo. And man, there's just I've, too... always, I've always liked her. Yeah. Yeah. There's just too many games that, like, I still really want to play Humanity. That's true. And it's like, I have not gotten anywhere near Humanity. And it's like, I still want to play the LEGO Racing one. And then now Diablo's coming out and Final Fantasy. And it's just like, the list is just ever growing. And I'm not finding more time to just go back and play the other stuff. And it's like, I really. Dude, you, you are going to love Humanity so much. I like, know. I, I've, I've been around long enough to know a Justin game when I see it now. And, dude, this is absolutely your shit. Well, it's like, I was just on that, like, huge Lemmings kick. Like, I was crying that Mm -hmm. there wasn't any new Lemmings games. And then they gift, the gods gifted me this beautiful fucking Lemmings game. And I just haven't had a chance to play it. And that's literally, I think, as soon as I beat Tears of the Kingdom and I'm, like, done, that is going to be the first thing I play. Because I've just been so eager to play it. But I just don't want to put tears of the kingdom down and i think Mm -hmm. it just helps that it's still the hotness it's still over twitter like everyone i know is still playing it so that's what is keeping me motivated i I don't want to fall too far behind from everyone else because i'm enjoying the fact that like everyone's kind of like on the same page as i am with where i'm at so it's like i can actively talk to them about it well and i guess that's um I guess that's why I was asking, like, do you feel like you just need to go, you know, and finish it at this point? Because there's so much to do. Like, there's so much to play. You know what I mean? Like, I I get what you're saying. I know my friend PJ, that's kind of what he's doing is he's strictly just like mainlining. Like, oh, I'm just going to do all mainline like story quests and just like straight up like go to the temples Mm. and do that. And it's funny because he's actually doing that, yet he's also struggling a little bit because he's not really doing the shrines. So it's like he doesn't Mm. have as much stamina. He doesn't have as much health and whatever. And so he's just jumping into this. And it's like I'm – because that's almost like the shrines are almost like the leveling system for the game. Like there is no levels or whatever. Like that is how you improve your stats is by doing the shrines and getting more health. And just jumping into these temples and whatever. It's like, yeah, you can do it. But it's like, if you get hit, uh, you're in trouble. Like, there was this giant three-headed frost dragon thing that I was fighting before. And I only had maybe, like, seven hearts. 
and mm-hmm. I would get hit by it, and it would almost kill me. I would have like a quarter of like one heart left after getting hit by it, and I could almost take it down. Um, like I tried like twenty times, and I got very close numerous times. But it's just like getting hit that one time and not being able to heal. It's just, it ended it, and it's just like, dude, I'm like, all right, I'll come back later. Like once I have like I needed more health, but better than that, I needed better weapons because I just had kind of shit weapons at the time and it's like i wasn't ready for this fight and then i just did it again last night i'm like all right 16 health i got like eight weapons that all do like 50 damage i'm ready to fucking fight this thing and Mm -hmm. i beat it no problem like my, my first try going back because i would get hit by it and instead of being on the brink of death it only took out like a fourth of my health and i'm like okay i can actually tank hits from this thing now which yeah, I yeah, couldn't yeah. before. Well, that's cool, man. Um, yeah, we should talk a little bit about what's coming up because, like, I threw it on Discord. I'm like, dude, Diablo Four and uh, the Spider-Man movie come out. You know, Across the Spider-Verse come out like this week, and like, holy crap, I'm 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 ready. Let's do this. And then Mike in the Discord was like, you forgot Street Fighter Six, and I was like, fuck, yes, <laughs> I did. Like, god damn it. Um, so, I, I, A, don't know how I'm going to afford all this, because I really want to play Street Fighter Six too, um, but I think I'm going to, I think I'm going in on Diablo 4 first. Yeah. Uh, but man, I really want to play Street Fighter Six. Like, I really want to play that game. It looks so good. And... <sighs> I mean, Spider-Verse is a movie, so I'm not worried about that one. But it's just like all of a sudden, these these huge time suck games are showing up, and and I'm I'm scared. Because Final Fantasy 16 is two weeks later. Yeah. Like, it's and, insane. And, and I have this sick feeling I'm going to play it, Justin. I mean, that's, I how, that's how I felt for May, where, you know, I'd been playing Phoenix Wright and just kind of whittling my fingers, like, waiting for Tears of the Kingdom, and then all of a sudden May came, and it's like, oh... Here's Zelda and humanity and Lego yeah. 2K and I'm like, dude, all this stuff I've been waiting for, like, all dropped within weeks of each other and I'm like, dude, and I know I will probably I'm 100% getting Diablo. Uh, yeah. Final Fantasy, it's gonna depend. Like, honestly, that's gonna be one where if Megan buys it, then we're gonna end up getting it. Otherwise, that might be like a Black Friday. If she doesn't get it, like uh-huh. when it comes out to play it, that's gonna be like a forty dollar on Black Friday. That's that's how I've uh, that's how I've put, I put Jedi Survivor on that list of yeah. like okay when end of the year time comes that's that's where I'm going yeah. for that that's also where Resident Evil Four is for me where it's like I'm gonna grab it when it's like thirty five dollars on Black Friday that, that's actually the thing I should focus on this week is finishing Resident Evil Four and finishing Dead Space because I won't go back to them. Yeah. Once all this shit starts dropping, <laughs> I just exactly. won't. And 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 I like both of them. They're both really, really good. And it's just I know I won't circle back. Um, God, that Dead Space re, re, remake is so fantastic. Every time I play it, I'm like, God damn it, they just nailed it. Dude, I know. Uh, I, I was playing it with Matt, and then you know, Zelda came out, and then now that's all we've been playing <laughs> so, yeah. so we haven't gone back to it 
No, I'm really happy I finished, you know, Case of the Golden Idol. I finished Dredge. I finished these games that were smaller because they absolutely would have just gotten lost in the sauce once all this stuff starts dropping. I mean, I'm legitimately concerned I'm not going to play anything but Diablo 4 for, like, months because I'm, I'm that ridiculous when it comes to Diablo. So... And you know I don't have a lot of time, so the time I do have is going to be like, well, I guess I'll just jump into Diablo for a little bit. Um, anyhow, yeah. Power Wash Simulator's got some Warhammer 40k DLC Dude, coming. And Spongebob DLC? Yeah, like, let's go. Um, Game of the Year keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, dude, yeah, because I'm, I'm just looking at this list here, so yeah, for June... The, the three I see it. your Street Fighter, you got Diablo, June 6th, and then uh, you got Final Fantasy towards the end of June yep. at the 22nd. And then you go over to July, and the only one I really see in July that I'm like, I do want to play is Pikmin, which comes out July 21st. Sure. Um, and then August, Armor Core comes out, but. I don't know. I still haven't, like... I've never played Armor Core. I, I'm interested. Like, I hear good things, but yeah. I, I'm, i like, still on the fence about that. And then in September, we have supposedly Starfield and Mortal Kombat 1. And mm -hmm. October is Alan Wake 2. And... And then that looks... That looks like it. And then there's like a ton of games that still don't yeah, have but like, actual release dates. But, but once Spider-Man comes out, like that's all I'm going to be playing until it's beaten. You know? It's, yes. Uh, man. Man. I tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's hard out here, man. Um, But yeah. Uh, well, I guess we shouldn't do a spoiler zone since Shannon isn't here. Uh, do we have a show? Is this a show? I think we got an episode. All right. Well, uh, Justin, why don't you take us in on for a landing here? You know what, guys? Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the That Pixel Life podcast. You know, why don't you head on over to Discord? Let me know what some of your favorite things that were announced at the PlayStation Showcase. And why don't you tell us uh, what... What game are you looking forward to that's coming out here in the next couple months? Let us know. And while you're at it, head on over to Spotify. Give your boys a review. Let us know mm. how we're doing. And, uh, Zach, if uh, Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great.